Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see everybody here this morning. Amen. Amen. There's a few of us here. Amen. But we're here to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Does it feel okay in here? Yeah. Amen. Okay. It's a nice, cool morning anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Got to smell some cool, fresh air this morning. Yes. Yeah. 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 Good. Need a good breath of the Holy Ghost to wake up. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Good to be in the house of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll get started. Amen. We'll get started. So if you want to all stand, I'd like to ask. Uh, I want to ask Brother Aaron to lead us in prayer this morning. Uh, musicians and seniors, go ahead and come on. someone who's willing. Amen. Yep. Someone with a contrite heart. Willing. Yes. Amen. To look to him. Yep. One thing I know, if we believe God, we can leave him here knowing, hey, we had fellowship with God today. Amen. Amen. He let God touch us. That's what he wants to do. Amen. He wants to bless us and help us. Amen. Whatever our need is, he's able. I know he's able. Amen. Amen. All you yes. gotta do is believe. Amen. Appreciate you all. Good to see Brother Gary. Amen. 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 I know one thing, amen, God is here, but yes. right. yes. we came in, in his name, amen. and his presence is here, so let's entreat him, yes. amen, so let's love him, let's adore him, yes. give him honor and glory, that's what we're here for, we love that when we worship him, especially spirit and truth, amen, Lord, have your way, Father, thank you, Lord, mighty God, for this beautiful day, amen, for your presence. And your people who are gathered together in your name, we ask, oh God, that you move them mighty way. Have your way in our hearts, our minds. Amen. Let's look to you. Amen. Faith with godly fear, with love and adoration, Father. Amen, Lord. Amen. Bless us this day, Father. We thank you, Lord. Amen. For your presence, God. Bless your word, Father. That we're going to hear today, Father. Increase our faith. Amen. Encourage us. Amen. To us, oh God, all that you have for us this day. And thank you, Lord, we can start to speak up. Amen. Look at you, call upon your name. Amen. Lord, let your anointing be found. Amen. The service, oh God, especially by the man of God. Amen. Let your anointing be upon us, oh God. And to receive, oh God, to hear. Amen. To obey, oh God, to walk in thy ways, Father. We can be praying and glory, Lord, to thy name. To be the holy people. Amen. Lord, God, we thank you, Lord. 
time we come in here it seems like uh, he's here waiting for us Amen. <clears throat> which he is yeah. you can feel that what we're feeling right now it's just wow Amen. you just stand in the presence of God and just be in awe of him and that's how I feel right now it's just like I wouldn't want to be any other place that's right presence of the Lord. Of course, this is just temporary. Amen. Maybe day it's going to be <laughs> something we can do. Amen. Amen. We will not be able to. Amen. Be absent from his presence because his presence will be just be all over it is right now. Amen. <laughs> because of certain other factors we have to deal with, certain other entities, if I want to say it that way. Amen. But I'm glad I have the liberty to come into the house of God and to Amen. Amen. Yes. Give him glory, give him praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you very much. Bella for leading song services. Amen. Amen. Bringing us into the presence of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This week, uh, tomorrow evening, uh, before I release uh, those of you to your Sunday school classes, will be men's meeting tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock. So, all you men, be advised of that. Um, of course, Tuesday is prayer. Wednesday, Bible study again. Regular schedule Thursday. We will be having rehearsal Thursday. I think everybody's getting better where we can get some of these vocalists up here and singing again. And then this Friday will be a youth group. So that's our schedule for this week. And uh, amen. Amen, amen. Pray for Brother Chuck and Sister Linda. Talked to him uh, yesterday. And uh, as soon as the border is open, uh, they want to come down and they want to spend some time, fellowship with the church. And then, of course, uh, we'll see my mother. And uh, so they said, pray that the borders will be open. Uh, he said, we have, both have time. We haven't been able to use our time. He said, we have to use it, so we're going to take advantage of our time. Amen. Use our time and come down, and we want to spend some time with the church there. 
fellowship. So pray for him. He said that the borders will be open. He said, as soon as it happens, he said, we're gone. Yeah. So they want to head this way. So. so amen. Pray for him. Uh, besides Brother Craig, uh, his schedule has changed quite a bit because of COVID outbreak in Tennessee and then in Arkansas. So his schedule has changed, but he's uh, going to be heading to um, uh, Florida this coming month. So pray for him. Uh, they will be coming back up here sometime in October. And he's praying for direction, the will of God. Uh, keep Brother Luke Wethy in your prayers. Uh, this coming month in September, he's having his Brush Harbor service, September 15th through the 19th. A Wednesday to a Sunday and uh, of course we'll be going to that um, ministering on a Friday evening so uh, pray for Brother Wethy uh, direction and, and uh, the Lord knows uh, the need there in Chautauqua and, uh, and, I, and I know this if, if he knew exactly certain things how to, how to deal with certain things down there what he would be up here. So pray for him. He's got a, a burden for the Native American people. He's got a he's got a burden, a heavy burden. So uh, pray for him. Praise God. Now things would uh, fall into place. And uh, as <clears throat> we've shared with them, it's not a matter of if if it's a matter of when. So uh, looking forward to. What God is going to do, of course, <laughs> uh, what He's going to do, He's going, uh, like the Scripture says, He's going to do a short work. And, and the way things are moving right now, uh, not just in this country, but all over the world, <coughs> things are happening. So, praise God. We need to be in the will of God. Amen. Amen. We need to be in the will of God. So, I designated. Tuesdays, anybody that wants to fast, and Thursdays for a fasting day, anybody wants to fast on the day of prayer, then on Thursday, a, a second day, a second option. I designated those two days for anybody that wants to fast. I do believe we need to, to really uh, uh, fast, like there's a need for fasting, especially things that are happening right now. And, so those two days are designated for fasting and prayer. So those of you that haven't heard that announcement already, now you've heard it. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's just one day, even a day of fasting can accomplish a lot. One day. Yes. Amen. And you got people that want to talk about extended fasting and all that. That's fine. But I say the two days are designated because to really engage in fasting and prayer, uh, you really need to focus, you need to be, really get your heart in a place where you can really uh, uh, humble yourself before the Lord and seeking God and all that. And So one day of, of sincere fasting, uh, fasting that you're focused on the Lord, can do so much for yourself and for whoever you're praying for, the church, whatever. God can do a lot through one day of really sincere fasting. So uh, um, just want to make that announcement uh, this <clears throat> this morning, and we'll be making it again probably this evening. 
Praise the Lord. So with that being said, all you young people can be dismissed to your respective classrooms for Sunday school. And you adults can remain here. Thank you, Jesus. And if you want to turn your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. says about us that the priest's lips shall keep knowledge. For he is a messenger. So to come to a place to understand, to understand. something. The work of, of the Spirit of God in us. <clears throat> the ultimate work. It's coming, we're living in a, in a time where this is a defining time. Uh, things happening. Uh, I, I know just from uh, reading certain uh, things that are posted on, on, on uh, YouTube, on some of the uh, comments concerning uh, what's happening in our current events, not just over there in the Middle East, but even here in our country. So much people are just, uh, I, I guess, maybe in a sense they're, they're bothered. And because of what we're seeing here, like Paul said, perilous times, in the last day there shall be perilous times. Troubles, troublesome times. Uh, the other, the other interpretation of that is lawless times. So we're living in times that we're seeing a lot of things happening. And there's a good word. I heard somebody describe what was going on in Afghanistan. Somebody that escaped Afghanistan, and they said the word that they use is chaos. Chaos. So usually when you uh, employ the word chaos, you're talking about something that has no order, something that has no rule, something that has no law. Um, and it's, and because of that, obviously things are going to be chaotic. Things are going to be, uh, people are going to experience chaos. And, and the word uh, associated with that is unruliness. There's no rule. There's no, uh, you know, people won't be able to. One of the one of the words that uh, in the scripture talk about uh, about uh, uh, a, a person who has everything intact as far as their behavior and their conduct, 
um, the Bible talks about to be temperate. One of the words that describes the generation we're living in, and I'm, talk I'm not talking about the church, I'm talking about the world, uh, is incontinency. And that, that means no self-control. No self-control. And that's basically the state of a lot of people. There's no self-control. Even though they try to, you know, somehow uh, make an effort to try to control themselves, it's obvious they can't because of uh, certain things that are uh, a factor of uh, their behavior and their conduct and even their thinking, so they can't control. <clears throat> there there are, are entities or influences beyond what we have in here that are outside that always try to somehow hoard our minds and try to get us to, to uh, give in to the pressure and, and the temptations and all these things that are happening. So... It's really important for us. So, so uh, uh, in the midst of all that, in the midst of all that, all this, what we see, chaotic behavior, chaos, uh, lawlessness, unruliness, no self-control. Uh, everybody's just almost like a loose cannon. <laughs> a loose cannon is dangerous. Dangerous. So that's why it's important to have some semblance of control. That's why we we when we talk about the Lord, we we speak to him to him as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord denoting somebody who is in control of our lives. The only way you can control your life is submit yourself to him. Right. Amen. Amen. As your Lord. That's the only way your life is going to be in, in control if you submit yourself to him. And, and people don't even realize they're submitting themselves to, amen, the, the enemy, the adversity of our soul. And so that's why they are in the, in the state that they are. And uh, no self-control. Everything's just wide open. Mm. Wide open lawlessness. And it's a sad state, isn't it? But here we are. Here we are. Amen. As beautiful as we are. When we're walking with the Lord. To these people that are of different persuasion. As beautiful as we are. We stick up like a sore thumb. Mm. Amen. And people notice that. Because you can notice a, thor, uh, a sore thumb. You can notice it. You can feel a sore thumb. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. You can't ignore a sore thumb. Yeah. Praise God. They can't ignore you, Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> You're very noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> All of you are very noticeable. <laughs> Praise God. You stick out like sore thumbs. <laughs> so, so why is it that there's such a fine definition 
there's a distinction, a significant one. Look at us. Why are we here Sunday morning presenting ourselves to the Lord in the way we do? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Praise God. We're under his banner. Yeah. Praise God. And we're under submission to him. And and somebody might say, you know, there's a difference when you submit yourself and you're under submission to him. There's a difference. When we talk about submission, is is the only reason why we submit ourselves is because we love him. We love him. So that's the difference. So here we are and people just I guess they misread, misunderstand. Even in the Christian world, the so-called Christian world, <laughs> things are misinterpreted. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm glad for the truth. How about Amen. you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I have truth. Amen. Because the truth has set me free. Amen. Yeah. Has set me free, so praise God. So Matthew chapter 5, verse number 17. <clears throat> there's a passage of scripture here. And uh, this is what it says. Interesting dialogue here. Verse number 17, 17, it says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law. Or the prophets, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Mm. Pay attention Amen. to what Jesus is saying. Jesus Himself. Amen. He said, "I'm, I'm not come uh, uh, to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but I." but to fulfill. Mm -hmm. For verily I say unto you, look what he says, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So it's never going to change. That's right. Now, when we talk about the law, we're talking about, of course, the Word of God. <clears throat> because they're one and the self, same thing. It's never going to change. That's right. It's forever settled, he said. Not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Now, look what he says. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men's soul, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> so anybody that breaks the law, and anybody that teaches somebody to break the law, they're not, they're not on God's best side. That's right. Amen. Listen to listen to this. This is important. Uh, the same shall be called great 
or, uh, be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do, now pay close attention. Whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So there is a comparison there, there's a difference about people that break the law and teach others to break it and people that do the law and teach others to obey it. Okay? So we see that. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. My, my, my. Hallelujah. So here's, here's something. We are not exempt from keeping the law. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You understand that? That's right. We are not exempt from keeping the law. Nobody is. That's right. Everybody is given an opportunity, an equal opportunity to keep the law, to walk in it. When we talk about the law, we're talking about, you read that in, in the book of, well, in the whole Bible, but you, a lot of times in the book of Psalms, you read statutes and commandments and ordinances. It talks about that. And those all have to deal with, uh, you know, what's contained in the law different things in the law. So when you see that, the law of God, when you when you see that, you understand that it uh, uh, comes to a point where it's important for us to, to realize and understand that nobody is exempt. Amen. Nobody is exempt. Hallelujah. So here we are. What does that have to do with, with me? Everything. With you. In Psalms 19, beautiful passage of scripture. And I uh, often heard my grandma read this. And she would read her Bible every now and then. She would break this scripture verse out and she would read it. <clears throat> so it has been etched in my mind ever since then. And uh, of course, with a lot of people you don't realize really the process of the law of God becoming something that is important, integral to your life. But in Psalms 19 and verse number 7, look what it says, the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Mm. Mm. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. 
The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. So that's one thing that we need to understand about the law. Like he said here, the law of the Lord is perfect. Amen. It is perfect. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. This, what he says here, converting the soul. It's perfect because it converts the soul. Why? And we, when we look at that word, uh, the Hebrew word that is used there is, and I hope I pronounce it right, is talmim. Talmim, and that that means it's entire, morally entire, morally entire. It means it's complete. It's full, it's sound, it's undefiled, it's upright, it has integrity, and it has truth. So that's what it means by perfect. So the law of God is morally entire. Praise God. So you think about it. Because there's a lot of immorality in the world we're living in, isn't there? We're seeing a lot of immorality. Praise God. Yes, and I know we're mortal beings and we're given to a lot of uh, uh, different things that come against us. uh, uh, Pressure and temptation and influence and and all this. And, And so that's why the need for the law, the need for the law because it is complete. It is sound. It is undefiled. It is upright. It's full of integrity and truth. Hallelujah. That's what a lot of people need right now. (coughs) Integrity and truth. So that's what he talks about the testimony and uh, I mean the, the 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 word perfect. What it means, taum meme, and then he says, then he says, perfect converting the soul. So that's why that's why with, with all what we understand about it, the, it's perfect converting the soul, and and then the testimony of the Lord is is sure. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise simple. I'm, I'm glad it's sure. Mm. I'm glad. And that just kind of falls right along with what the writer in Hebrews said when Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why, why is it that people think God changes? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Why do we think that God changes? And, and what he told his people in 
when he spoke to Malachi, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. Of course, James said, neither is there any variableness, neither shadow of turning. So why do we think God changes? So obviously, if he doesn't, if he doesn't change, if he has remained the same, his law, his word never changes. Because his law, his word, is who he is. Praise God. So that's why the testimonies of the Lord is sure. Yeah. We're a bunch of oddballs, aren't we? Yeah. We're a bunch of oddballs. Praise God. Like I said, we stick out like a sore thumb. People look at us and they go, man, you look strange. It's kind of funny how, in reality, it's backwards. Yeah. This is, should be what we would call the word normal. So many people have redefined the word normal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> What's normal is not normal anymore. Mm. Well, in a sense, out there in the world, but now in here, in the body of, of Christ in the church, everything is still normal. Yeah. There's still some normalcy. Yeah. That's why we can look at one another and we can say, hey, praise God. Yeah. There's only two sexes. Yeah, that's right. Amen. 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 Not three, not four, not five. That's right. Everything is the same, just like God created it. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't gone beyond it. So you stick out like a sore thumb. Praise God. Because that's how sure the testimony of the Lord is. The testimonies of the Lord are sure. Making wise the simple. Now that word sure means this. God's testimony, our, our testimony means this. The word testimony means, uh, it means uh, witness. God's witness. What God speaks of himself. So to understand the law of God, when you present the law of God, when you read the law of God, basically what you're reading is God's testimony of his self, Amen. his witness, Amen. everything about his person. Amen. His divine nature. You want to read what God's like? Read the law of God. Yeah. Because everything that is written in the law of God describes everything about God. Majesty. His holiness. Yeah. Well, that's a word that mm. people don't like to use yeah. anymore. Holiness. You, yeah. throw, you throw that word in the conversation, it's just kind of like, yeah. they go haywire. They do. Holiness. Yeah. To be separate. Separate. Separated from sin. That's what holiness is all about. Simply put, separated from sin. And we should have nothing to do with sin if we're a child of God. So that's why his testimonies, amen, they're a witness. They're a witness. I like this. Uh, look what it, in, in Psalms uh, 119, verses 138. <clears throat> uh, let's go to Psalms 119. 
And uh, <clears throat> praise the Lord. And right around verse number, let's let's read. Let me see. 138, I think it is. And let's read it. Let's read it. Praise God, praise God, praise God. 138, thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. Mm. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Yeah. He said in verse number 40, thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is truth. So we see that here. That's God's testimony about himself. Beautiful, isn't it? And so we see the importance of it, you know, when we think about what Jesus was talking about here, when he when he said that, and, and uh, <clears throat> think not that I have come to destroy the law, but or the prophet, I have come not to destroy, but to fulfill. To fulfill. Hallelujah. So that's what you and I do when we obey God. The work of the Spirit in us is amazing. It's amazing. If we allow the Holy Ghost to have liberty, my, 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 my. Praise God. We will, we will grow in the knowledge of Him. We will grow in wisdom. We will grow in might we will grow in love we will grow in truth we will grow in righteousness we will grow in holiness Amen. all because of simple obedience humility simple love so uh and speaking about the the law because this is where a lot of people i guess kind of <clears throat> wander off because they don't really understand Podcast is on, huh? Okay, pay attention out there in media land. This is where a lot of people seem to misunderstand. Because you even hear people that are uh, experts at the word of God and experts in the law say, it's not necessary for you to do this. And it's not necessary for you to do that. <laughs> and I say to myself, well, hmm. yeah. So when we talk about the law, we talk about what the law, what's, what is contained in the law, how we can somehow <clears throat> see what the law is all about to know what the law is. And when we talk about the law in the areas, you could break it down to this. The law, first of all, Contained in the law are, are these uh, 
different uh, areas. When we talk about the law, of course, we talk about morals, moral law. And then we talk about civil law. And then we talk about ceremonial law. Okay, uh, moral law, if you study the Word of God and, and you get into the study of the Word of God, of course, you can read this uh, in, in the book of, uh, you begin to uh, encounter it when in the book of Exodus after they came out of uh, Egypt and the Lord took them to Mount Sinai. And the first thing that he did was he brought down to them what? The law. And so he introduced the law to them. He gave them a idea or he gave them a concept about the law. And, and we'll, we'll look at that here. Uh, and, but we're, when we talk about it, well, let's, 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 let's go through it anyway. Uh, Matthew chapter 22, we'll start there. And, and look what he says here. They're asking uh, Jesus a question here in Matthew chapter 22. <clears throat> right on verse number 36 there. Uh, a lawyer asked him, Master, what is the great commandment? Which is the great commandment in the law? If there, which commandment, if there was a great commandment, which commandment in the law should one person obey? <laughs> how do you how do you try to single out one particular law to obey and somehow you can ignore the others? You can't. That's right. Uh, you can't. Because the law is the law. That's why Jesus said, if you break one law, you're guilty of all the other laws. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So there's not one law that you can break and you'll be fine. And you'll be fine concerning all the others. No, the whole law is all together. It's all it's it's all together. So <clears throat> he was saying, which which is the great commandment in the law? Verse number thirty-six. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. That's the first and great greatest commandment. Loving the Lord thy God mm. with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. You see that? Mm -hmm. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love the Lord, uh, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So, you're to love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy Mind, and the second, you're to love your neighbor as thyself. Wow. How many of you really love yourself? Mm. Huh? <laughs> Somebody might say, I don't love myself. Oh, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you hate yourself? <laughs> but look what he says. He says, he says, on these two commandments, on these two commandments, so let, let, me, let me just 
go back now. On these two commandments, the commandment to love the Lord thy God and the commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Mm. On these two commandments. Mm. So here, here, here we have some insight here <clears throat> as far as coming to the point of, of really knowing what it is. If we really love God, if we love him with all our, our heart and with all our soul and all our mind, and then we love our neighbors as ourselves, guess what? We're fulfilling the whole law. Mm. Woo! Just on those two commandments yeah. alone. Amen. Man, we're fulfilling the whole law. Upon these two commandments hang all the law <clears throat> and the prophets. So in other words, when he's talking about that word hang, it means it means literally all the law. When we when we fulfill those two commandments, the two greatest commandments, guess what? All the law is suspended on those two commandments. So when we obey those two commandments, guess what? We're keeping the entire law. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? Amen. So, so here's the thing. Uh, still, that concept is employable. Even now. So when we and here's the thing, Jesus said this, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. That's right. So if you love him, you're going to keep his commandments. And you know what he said? And they're not grievous unto you. That's right. My commandments are, so if you really love somebody and you keep their commandments, if you, if you desire to do their will, guess what? What they expect of you because you love them is not going to be difficult for you. Mm. That's right. Some advice for you, you soon to be newlyweds. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's 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 that simple. Making wise the simple. Hallelujah. Think about that. I'm going slow this morning because I want you to comprehend it. I want you to understand it because a lot of people, even in, like I said, in the Christian world, they say, well, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you don't have to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins. You don't have to be filled with the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. That's not amen necessary for you. But Jesus said, except the man be born That's again. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, listen to this. That's where that love comes in. If you love him, you're going to keep his commandments. And his commandments aren't grievous unto us. So if we really truly love the Lord, we're going to obey his word. Amen. Not the word of some person that don't even have any That's idea. Right. What right. he's talking about. Amen. 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 Right. Okay. This is a <clears throat> Sunday school class now. <laughs> I'm not going to get into any preaching yet. It's just, I want you to learn something this morning. 
So anyway, <clears throat> when, when we break that down, when we talk about the law, what Jesus was talking about, did you realize this? What's he doing when he's talking about these two commandments? Did you realize what he is doing here in this particular situation, what he's talking to the people about? And they don't even realize what, what he's saying to them. Imagine all of them were passed down with But they had no clue. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. But what was he really referring to? Does anybody know what he was referring to? Because if they read the Torah, if they read the law, they would have known what he was talking about. He was just reaffirming. Like the Bible says in the book of Romans, he came to confirm the promises. Huh? He came to confirm the promises. And, and, and of course, what he said there, he said, I've come not to destroy, but I've come to fulfill. I've come to fulfill this, the law. I've come to fulfill it. But if they really understood that, hey, if you, the, the first thing about keeping the commandments of God, this is really important for, for, you, for you to understand now because there's, there's so many uh, uh, ways that we, we, when we approach it. But simply put, what's really going to make a difference for you is love. Amen. Your love for God. That's right. And your love for one another. Amen. So when you do this, when you employ that virtue of love, what's going to happen? It's not going to be that difficult for you to keep the commandments of God. That's right. Yeah. And so that's what he was referring to. Of course, he knew that. They understood that. Of course, the Shema of Israel. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. Again, again, he reminded them that was in Deuteronomy 6.4. Obviously, he was making reference to what the law he gave them when he came down upon Mount Sinai. That's right. Because why would God introduce them to the law if he did not want them to be obedient to his law? That's right. So, you see that. So what he was talking about, he was talking about two things. God, your fellow man. God, your fellow man. Those two things. If you love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And if you love your neighbor as yourself. You know something? I love orange flavored uh, Gatorade. And of course, you know, I like the, the regular Gatorade. I don't like zero because it's just, to me, it's flat. I know there's no yeah. sugar in there. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell the difference. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so I am sorry. <clears throat> I always understood. The regular Gatorade was good for your body because of the electrolytes. Yeah. So I drink it. I still drink it. And so every time I buy myself a Gatorade, how many of you have ever seen that uh, little advertisement on the door? It says two for three dollars or two for four dollars. So right away, aha, 
I can get two of them. But if you get one, it's, it's, it's you know, the expense of it, you pay more. So I thought to myself, hmm, wow. You're probably saying, what does this have to do with what you're talking about? Well, every time I look at those two orange Gatorades, the other person that comes to my mind is my wife. So I say to myself, well, if I love orange Gatorade, she loves the blue Gatorade. So I'm not just going to get myself two. I'm going to get her two. Also, you know why? Because I love her. Huh? Yeah. So I'm always doing that for her. I'm always getting myself a man's Gatorade. And I thought to myself, well, if I get myself Gatorade, I have to get her some Gatorade. Too. Remember that now. Well, Richie should know this all. Richie should know this. <clears throat> Brother, Sister Sandra told Brother Richie one time he was looking at a, a, a nice Colombian coat, a Columbia coat in, uh, what's that place called there in Mitchell? Cabalas. Cabalas. We went up there and Brother Hart was, uh, we were looking at coats and Brother Richie was looking at coats and he was looking at a real nice one. Of course, Columbia coats are expensive. Mm. So this sister Sandra standing there watching Richie and he's looking at that one. He said, brother, are you going to get yourself a coat? Oh, yes. I, I'm thinking about it. He said, well, if you get yourself one, you have to get your wife the same thing too. <laughs> love. Somebody say love. 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 So if you have Expensive taste. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yep. Yep. So that you know, when you think about, when you think about that, but when when you think about what he's saying here about the law, what he was doing, what was he was bringing out what was contained in the law. You can go to. Uh, you go that, you go there. You can study that in, in Exodus chapter twenty, and you read that when he brought the law to them. And what we call them is we call them the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. I heard somebody say, "I know I'll be fine as long as I just keep the Ten Commandments." Oh wow! Some people it's hard for them to keep those Ten Commandments. Do your best, but you will fail. That's right. But you notice the first four commandments have to do with God, their relationship with God. And then the second, the, the six remaining commandments have to do with the relationship with their fellow man. So in other words, what he's saying that upon these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. What was he referring to? When you can love God and when you can love your neighbor as yourself. You're fulfilling the law. Amen. That's the, the law and the prophets are suspended upon all this. Keeping that's that's your uh, entry into establishing. Listen to this. Not your righteousness. Mm -hmm. His righteousness. Amen. That's right. Boy, that's something. That's beautiful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so when you look at that. When you think about that, 
uh, I went on a, a in, in simple, just to, just to say it simply so you can understand, I went on a, a I did some research. I was studying, and because I heard, I heard so many people say so many different things about the Word of God and about the law, and you know about the way we live for God, our godly behavior, our conduct, and our convictions. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, ever since I received the Holy Ghost, uh, here's the thing: uh, when I received the Holy Ghost, nobody told me about uh, the Scripture about a man. Uh, that has, it's a shame for a man to have long hair. Nobody told me about that. I was ignorant of that. But after I got the Holy Ghost, you know, and, and, and I felt clean, I felt, you know, I felt God do something in, in, my, in me, in my, in my heart, in my spirit, in my mind. And then after I was baptized, I was thinking to myself, Awesome, but you know, I was looking in the mirror and I thought to myself, and I thought, there's some things I have to do to complement what I'm feeling in my heart, in my spirit, in my mind. So you know what I did? And my hair was down here, cut it off. As you can see, when it gets long, it gets a little wavy. Back in those days, it was a lot worse. And so. I, I, I went to a barber, I got a haircut, I shaved, and I felt, we were talking about that the other night, yeah. I felt clean. The reason why I say that is that I, 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 I started a, a Bible study, I, I wanted to know, Lord, I want to know because I'm tired of people bashing me. But they weren't bashing me, they were bashing him. Mm. Right. What I feel that the Holy Ghost put in my heart and I didn't understand that until after I started to read the word that I began to realize, oh, okay, that's why I feel that way. And so I began to, to do a, a research and I, and I went and I went and I went. And I, found some, I found out some beautiful things about the law. I mean, I tell you what, I tore the Bible apart. And I began, I went way back and I, went and I, and I began, I realized something. Did you realize that in, in, in the end of the book of Revelation, He's talking about certain things, uh, uh, and I don't, I don't want to, uh, I got a little time here, so I'll, let's go there. Book of Revelation, and the last uh, chapter, um, let me see where it is here. The pages are stuck together, so I can't. Okay, in Revelation 21, and in and, and verse number 7 and verse number 8, he says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. He that overcometh. Look what he says. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death. So I came across that and, and what connected me to this particular scripture verse 
was the word that I kept reading over and over again in the book of Leviticus, in the book of Deuteronomy, where he talked about those things that were an, an abomination unto him. An abomination. So when you look at that word abomination, you're going to find this out. I, I challenge you to check this out, but you're going to find this out. Abomination has to do with morality. Abominations have to do with morals. If you're not a moral person, you're going to be an abominable person. You're going to commit abominations. And abominations are things that God is just sorely displeased. I mean, there's certain things that anger God, but abominations are something that the Lord says, oh man, he said, and, and, and the Hebrew says this, it's like a stench in his nostrils. Mm. Yeah. It's like, whoo. Anybody ever go by a, a, a trash can or something that has dead fish in it, or mm. fish heads or guts? Ooh. That smell, you oh man, yeah. my lord, yeah, that you th that's what that is. That stench in his nostrils, you can compare it to that. He just that stuff, just let me tell you something the flesh, when it's in an abominable state, is stinky, yeah, that's right, it's stinky, it. It releases a foul stench. So, so when I read that in my studies, I read that, I thought to myself, make the connection here. And, and we think that, you know, like some people say, oh, you don't have to do that no more. Well, go back into the Old Testament and you're going to find out that all the words that he used abomination, all the laws that he used abomination are all moral laws. So why is it that people think that some of the laws that are contained in the Old Testament, just because they were in the Old Testament, they say, oh, no, 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 no. This is the New Testament. But did you realize this? He came to confirm. Yes. Yeah. Amen. He came to fulfill. That's right. That law hasn't changed. The only law that's changed is the ceremonial that's law. That's right. The, sacrifice, the sacrifices. That's the only law. But the moral laws and the civil laws, they're the same. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> to help you make that connection a little bit. Um, we talk about this. Uh, go with me to, uh, uh, where am I? Uh, Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. <clears throat> and as you go there, I shall get a sip of water.
the Apostle Paul, if I can remind you, was a Jew, wasn't he? He was from the tribe of Benjamin. So obviously he had access to the law, the Torah, everything they taught. So he had access to the law. So this is the law he's talking about. So look what he's explaining. Of course, they understood. Remember, the New Testament wasn't written in those days, so they were preaching out of the Old Testament. That's right. Ooh. <coughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And so he says, Wherefore the law is holy, the commandment holy, just, and good. Okay? In verse number 14, he says, For we know that the law is, what? Spiritual. Spiritual. So he's talking about the law. He said the law is holy, the law is just, the law is good. These are the laws that were given to the people of Israel that they were to obey the law of God. Of course, uh, it contained, uh, it wasn't just the sacrificial laws that were given to them. Hmm? Mm. A lot of people always like to bring that up and say, well, that was the extent. No, no, no. Because there were moral laws right. and civil laws that were introduced along with the sacrificial laws. That's right. So that was established, and, and God was trying to tell his people that, you know, if you can attain to these laws, if you can attain to it, he said, you will definitely be blessed. But you know what? They could never attain to it. Hallelujah. Here's a good, uh, here's, here's uh, uh, something. Here's a question. So what did the law in the Old Testament, basically, you know, he, he gave it to them. They were to obey it. And there were some that did obey it. There were some that did keep the law. But what did it do? All it did was what? All it did was what? Identify sin. Yes, identify sin. Yep, there you go. Identify sin. It identified sin. Therefore, because it identified sin, it controlled the outward actions mm -hmm. of that individual. It controlled the outward actions. Everybody listening? Mm -hmm. yeah. It controlled... The outward actions had nothing to do with what was in here and in here. Yeah. So you think about that. That's what Paul was talking about. But yet he still referred to that law as spiritual. Mm. The law is spiritual. But I am carnal, sold under sin. Yes, the law was good. The law was holy. The law was just. But yet, mankind could not attain to its righteousness. All it could do was keep him in check. Keep your outward actions in a place where you didn't do those things, but inside, even though you did not commit murder, you can still think murder inside. That's right. Huh? 
even though you weren't a thief, you were still a thief inside. Even though you weren't an adulterer, you were still an adulterer inside. If it kept you from doing that, but in your mind, you could still think. Are you getting the gist of it? So the law was holy, the law was just, good. And he said the law, we know that the law is spiritual. See, that's the part that people do not understand. Mm -hmm. The law is spiritual. That's right. So in order for us to, to have a relationship with God, and that's why a lot of people look down upon us, because guess what? We're doing what we're doing right now. We're living, the way we're living is be, it's because of the life of the Spirit of God in us. Ooh. See, that's why people cannot. You know, I was looking at, I was thinking about legalism. It seems like they always point their finger at us because of the way we dress right away. Yeah. You're legal. You're a legalist. I've been called that so many times. <clears throat> What is a legalist? And I, and I, and I said this. Uh, guess what the Pharisees try to do? They try to attain to the law of righteousness, but they fell short. Mm. Right. Why? Because of their attitude. Yes. Because of their spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And people call us legalists? Mm -hmm. They have an attitude and a spirit, not toward us, toward the law of God. That's right. Yeah. You don't have to do that. Why do you think Jesus said that to them? Any man teaches anybody to break one of these laws? Why did he mention that? He said that to the Pharisees. Come on. You're teaching people to break the law? Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. So application is something. So when we see that, of course, uh, <clears throat> Paul was saying, we know that the law is spiritual, but I, look what he said, I am carnal, sold under sin. Wow. Here's the thing. You know what hinders a lot of people right now? <clears throat> you know what hinders... Even us, our carnality. Sometimes that is a I guess how would I say I'm not going to use the word excuse, but that's the part of us that just tends to drag its feet a little bit when it comes to the will of God. That's right. Our carnal nature. And that's what Paul was talking about there. So he says this in Romans chapter 8 in verse number 3 he says, for what the law could not do. <laughs> I'm getting flooded with all kinds of inspiration here. Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. 
what the law could not do. I think about what Paul said in Romans 3.23 when he said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's what happens when we allow ourselves to come into that place where our carnal desire just falls into sin. And, and we fall into the, that place of sin for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now you take a look at that, that word and the reason why I'm bringing it out is, this, is that word. He says come short of the glory of God. So when you take at that word, look at that word glory, this is what you're going to find. The definition in the Greek means this. It's God's dignity and God's honor. So when we sin, we fall short of God's dignity and his honor. You know what we have a problem with? Our carnality. That's right. Because when we live in that realm of carnal, the carnal desires, the carnal lusts and appetites, we will fall short of God's dignity. But here's the thing about it. When we live in that area, in that dimension of carnality, we establish our own dignity. Huh? Our self-imposed dignity. The reason why I say that, when the Apostle Paul was talking about, in the book of Philippians, when he talked about Jesus humbling himself, even to the death of the cross. Now listen to this. The, the word, when it talks about humbling himself, is he even gave up his own dignity. His dignity as a man. His right to be a man. He gave that up. Why? Because men have a certain dignity. If you don't believe me, study the scripture. He always wrestled with the, the religious people of his day, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Zealots. And the essence, he always argued with to them about the law. Why? He, he said, because you know what? He said, with your with your lips you draw close to God, but your hearts are far from him. Mm. You teach commandments and traditions of men. Mm. That's just literally what it was. Self-imposed dignity, taking God's word and twisting it. That's what a lot of people do today. That's right. But Jesus even gave up his personal dignity. Because they had, you read it, Brother, Brother Dan mentioned something about uh, that picture of the high priest where he had the beard. Of course, there's certain customs and things they had in the Middle East, Eastern customs, uh, Oriental customs they had. But if you read that, people never bring out the scripture in the Old Testament where the Lord commanded all the men of Israel to pull their heads. That's right. You know what that means? Trim your hair, trim your beards. That's right. Yep. People never bring that up. They, they fly over and they never realize it. You know, and, and see, the thing about Jesus, I know the Bible says that, you know, they, they plucked the, the facial hair off of his face. The facial hair. If you look at that word, facial hair, it's stubble. Mm -hmm. Stubble you get when you don't shave for a day or two. Yeah. So obviously they went to the extremes of even plucking those little pieces of hair off his face. Mm. But if he gave up his dignity, he gave up his personal dignity as a man, that means he did not let the customs that were imposed upon him from all these different religious persons. 
he didn't even pay attention to them. That's why we do what we do. Cut our hair. You know what? You look orderly. Amen. You look godly. Amen. It's kind of funny how, you know, we, we think we think heaven mirrors us. Heaven doesn't mirror us. We mirror heaven. Yeah, yeah. that's right. What's up in heaven is what's down here on earth. Yeah. And every time an angel appeared to any person, guess what? They appeared as a man. Yeah. They look like a man, mm. a godly person, because they were. The, the word hagil means a holy one, a sanctified one. They were holy in their nature. Mm. And so, thus we have why it is that we uh, we come into this place. But he said, he said, he said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, of God's dignity. That's what sin does to us. It, it will just <clears throat> degrade, bring degra degradation to us morally to where it will even change the way we are in here, in here, and out here. Mm -hmm. I always remember as a young minister, and uh, I was just, like I said, naive and in love with the Lord, so I just obeyed what the Holy Ghost was convicting me to do, and I just submitted myself to it, and people would slam me for it. People would say, you know, say, and the thing about, uh, the thing is, other other people, even preachers, like, oh, wow. And, uh, but I would go back into my word, and I would, I would get in the word, and I would read in the word, and I said, it doesn't say that in there. It doesn't say that. And so, made me think. Well, of course, let's not get distracted. Don't distract me now. <laughs> From what I'm trying to teach you this morning. <laughs> But what the law could not do, couldn't do it. The law couldn't influence man. Still can't influence man. Yeah. In that it was weak through the flesh. If the law doesn't have strength, it's because your flesh. Yeah. Your carnal nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like Paul said in. First Corinthians, the natural man perceives not the things that are of God. That's right. They don't. They don't. And, that, and a lot of people that don't have the Holy Ghost, that's the reason why they question the word of God. That's right. Huh? Yep. Believing that they're, they're still living under the old covenant. That's right. Yep. And they're still trying to keep the law in that sense. But they can't. So that's why when, they, when we talk about the new birth and talk about holiness and talk about godliness, they go, oh, you don't have to do that. The Bible says. As one person said not too long ago, and I know he directed it toward us, he said, I'm glad I'm free from that stuff. <laughs> no, you're not free. You're bound in the flesh. You're free from the law of God, but you're bound in the flesh. That's, right. that's the difference. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm free. Yeah. Amen. 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 Free from sin. 
<clears throat> so we see that. So what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Woo! Condemn that sin in this flesh. Condemned it. Amen. <clears throat> I wonder why people just can't wake up and realize you can't be a, a child of God and still love to drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still love to smoke. Huh? Still love to cuss. Yeah. Do what you want to do. And, Amen. And think that, oh, I love God, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay. No, 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 no. no. You, you need to realize that there's some things that you should not be doing right. if you're a child of God. Amen. You haven't been set free. You're still bound by your sin. That's right. Yep. Some people don't realize that. Some people don't understand the sin in the flesh is still, is still alive. Yeah. He condemned sin in the flesh. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I was thinking about, you know, <clears throat> thank God for our worship team. We love to worship the Lord in spirit and truth. That's the difference. Amen. Some people do love to rejoice in the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Ooh. Living a, a life of joy, happiness. And uh, I was thinking to myself, oh man, serving the Lord. It's not just singing and clapping and jumping and dancing and mm -hmm. being happy and everything's okay, but yet they're still living yeah. in the same sin. Mm -hmm. How do you, how, that does not equate. It, 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 it's just something obviously amiss there. And, 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 and I was thinking, they wouldn't be so joyful if they had to put their flesh under subjection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Stop it from its cussing. Mm. Stop it from its sins, from its, you know, all that stuff. E even, even presenting themselves as a, amen, as a sacrifice. Presenting their body as a, amen, sacrifice unto him. Mm. As a living sacrifice. Anything that lets this thing get a little leeway. Hallelujah. Because the flesh will pout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all know that, don't yeah. we? Starts to throw them tantrums. You feel it every now and then. But I'm glad Paul said, hey, I keep my body under. Every time that starts to raise up its ugly old head, you know what I do? I grab it and I push it down under. Body, your, your flesh tries to throw a tantrum attack. But thank God we got the Holy Ghost. Amen. So here's the thing. He came and he condemned sin in the flesh. The Bible says in Romans 8, 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's enmity against God. It hates God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. That's why a lot of people question even people that say they love the Lord That's what, and uh, come to that part of 
knowing and understanding that we have been bought with that price. As Paul said, I'm going to have to stop here because I'm running out of time and I won't be able to finish it up. Thank you very much for your attendance this morning and of course the uh, announcements be reminded. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm still looking forward to the things of God. Still looking forward to the move of God. Amen. Amen. Can't believe that August is all almost over already. <clears throat> September's coming along. I thought to myself, my mind. I don't know. I guess when you reach a certain age, it just kind of goes by fast or something. I don't know. All you young folks probably didn't know what we're talking about. You're, you're probably saying to yourself, it's only Sunday. <clears throat> but when you reach a certain age, it's just like, it's like woo! It goes by fast. Maybe it's because we're growing. I'm talking about us elders. We're growing in the Lord, so we're almost getting to that place where we're, we kind of know what eternal life is about, where time just goes by so fast. Yes. Yes. Wow. That could be an explanation. Amen. Praise God. But can you imagine eternity? Wow. In reality, this is just a temporal experience. That's right. Wow. That really blows my mind when I think about that. Thinking, man. So I guess that's why it's important for us to all just to do our best. Do our best to serve the Lord. Get a hold of this thing. Amen. Pursue it. Live hard for God. And then we'll make it. Thank you very much. Uh, have a good day. And we'll see you this evening at 6. And amen. Have a blessed day. Greet one another in Jesus' name.